All right, guys, welcome to the Voice of the Valley here in Alito, Texas. Our pilot episode. So, joining joining us here, we have Joe Frank and Josh Rogers. That is a broadcaster voice if I ever heard one. Listening <laughs> him, I was going to do the intro, and then I heard that voice. It's oh, be man. I'm so full of it, dude. Just anytime you need me to do anything that's like you know acting like someone I'm not, just let me know. <laughs> well, so tell. I guess I want to. I want to know about, and I'm sure people listening want to know about who we are and why we're doing this. So, Josh, do you want to talk about what your uh, background is and your life um, in Alito and your goals? Yeah. So in-laws moved out here in 95 and we followed them in 05 with our kids and they went through the whole school, the school system. So kindergarten to graduation, that was the goal. And I think that's why a lot of people are out here. They just want a good place to raise their kids, a good mm-hmm. school system. So, um, we just graduated our last daughter, our youngest last year. And so we've just been completely through it and now just fell in love with the community during that time and, uh, just want to look for ways to, um, just make this community even better we've seen we've enjoyed it but we've also seen like a lot of opportunity and room for improvement and so So you're a young empty nester almost huh yes so we're even kind of like oh wow all right let's have some fun before we're grandparents what are we gonna do let's (laughs) travel the world so you may not see me much here in the next few years (laughs) come on man how can you change alito you know if you're gonna be running all over the world i don't know we can do like dual there you Uh-oh. go. I, I like that. Well, Come what back do you, to what Alito, do you do? then go to Colorado. Come back to what Alito. do you do here in Alito? Um, I'm involved in real estate. So real estate, I mean, I'm a realtor, also involved in construction. Um, recently, I've just found some opportunities in Alito. We kind of one of those things along the lines of just what do we need here? We need some stuff that, like, keeps the community here mm-hmm. instead of everybody having to leave. And so um, just in the last year, um, picked a perfect time week before the pandemic to open a coffee shop and that's right there next to the um, post office and then also I just opened a workspace with Troy and um, just to keep more of the people here that were driving to Fort Worth and do a we work or something like that um, yeah your cultivate so. space is actually where our uh, league broadcast studio is located <laughs> yes thank you thank you Jeff Anderson and league real estate we appreciate it <laughs> But yeah, yeah, you've got the corner. Uh, you've uh, cornered the market on the coffee shops here in town. That's right. We yeah. currently have two, and our our other coffee shop is killing this one. So we got to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it we is. Gotta, we got to figure out a way to market our our bourbon and craft beer better, so we can, for sure, <laughs> get this one launched. But so yeah, so that's that's kind of kind of what we're doing. Just well, looking for other opportunities to, along those lines, real estate and construction kind of stuff. But. Yeah, and Josh is the one who, uh, you were my agent on the Bistro site. So yep. that's how I first met Josh uh, when you were with Alito Living. Yep. Which then we have the broker of Alito Living at this table. Yep, yep. That would be me. Thank you. Thank you, Greg Mock. <laughs> you still are the broker? Yeah, I'm still the broker. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, so Josh <laughs> sold me the half acre the Bistro sits on. I developed that property and leased it to the folks that, the good folks that run the Bistro. Uh, my background is uh, not that anyone asked, but no, we want to ba- know. No, that's good. <laughs> I came from uh, the hospital district, so I wasn't born in Alito, but I was. Uh, I came here for the same reason everyone else did. It was the school district. Mm-hmm. I've got three daughters, and we all go here. The folks in Alito probably know me more as a youth volleyball coach, other than you know, but more than anything else. But I came from the hospital district, is where most of my work, most of my career was spent doing uh, mixed use buildings and some garden apartments, single family homes through uh, Fairmount, which was all very challenging work in hospital districts and mm-hmm. historic districts with all the permitting. And yeah, I bet, man. I have made my share of mistakes and gone toe-to-toe with plenty of city officials, like here in town. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then coming to Alito nine years ago, I decided I wanted to get out of uh, the hospital district and uh, invest here in this community. It's been a little bit of a challenge. That was the thing that excited me the most when I met you, though, was that, like, wow, like a real developer out here in Alito that wants to do something cool out here. Like, mm. That was, I think, for sure. What well, kinda... thanks you, thank you for calling me a real developer. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. feel that way, and I didn't feel that way, you know, halfway through the bistro. 
Well, uh, we were just excited that we had a developer out here that was doing something other than a storage facility. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't need, I I keep reading, no more donut shops and nail salons. Sorry, Greg Mock. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Sorry, Greg. Yeah, I can't wait. If this this does go the direction we want, I can't wait to just get roasted on Alito Daily Buzz and then get kicked out of coaching for something I say offhand, taken out of context. Well, I kind of feel like if you don't get roasted on the Lido Daily Buzz, you're probably not doing something right. You're not doing anything, <laughs> right? Sure. You're, you're. I tell yeah. my kids that all the time. I said, if you don't cross, if you don't get crossways with somebody, then you're just sitting at home on the sofa. So yep. that's the way life goes. Yeah, it is. Well, I'll uh, share a little bit about me. I've been out in Alito now for like, I don't know, 20, uh, 22 years. And um, we moved out here. In 99, uh, right after law school, came up here and started working in Fort Worth and, and moved out here. And um, It's kind of strange. Everywhere I've ever moved, I've moved west of where I am. And it's there's there's a – I want to get farther west. Like I always want to kind of push the envelope west for some reason. Um, I don't know. I kind of feel like east is a four-letter word. I don't know why. Um and so, you know, I drove out here and, and, and really just hit the first farm to market road I came to and drove down and it looked kind of like the hill country. And I was like, hey, this is really pretty. Hmm. And so we moved here. Um, you didn't come out here for the schools then? Did not. Um, you know, we were, you know, fresh out of school. We moved out here. Um, my wife taught school out here for about 10 years. Um, and, and really, it, you know, our kids are 11 and 8. And so... Um, Unlike Josh, who is a, an early empty nester, we empty nested first. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we kind of did everything in reverse. But uh, but yeah, so we've we've seen a lot of change. I, I would say that I thought the change would have happened uh, more quickly. Like when we first moved out here, I expected more of what we see now to have happened then. Mm-hmm. And really, we just have seen the change exponentially increase in the last five years. There's, it just makes sense that Alito should be so much more than it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we always have to drive and go, you know, go to Weatherford or go to Fort Worth to do something. And we just, we just want more. We're primed and ready for that. And that's so. what I like about what you've done here at this space. The two of you putting together Cultivate, now instead of leaving their house in Alito where their kids go to school, they don't get on the highway and drive 15 minutes Mm-mm. east to downtown Fort Worth or to Magnolia, the hospital district. They come over here, go upstairs and office yeah. and get their work done here. So that's in some of that training in the hospital district that I went through the hard way. And I went in and just bought a lot mm-hmm. in, on Oleander thinking, I'm going to put a doctor's office here, generic, boring doctor's office. Right. And at the time it was a curse. I found out it was, a, it was overlaid zoning as a mixed use property. It's like, why, what is a mixed use property? What do you want me to do? It's like, well, everything has to have a residential component. And this was just terrible news to me because hmm. I had in my mind, I wanted hmm. something. It took a little bit of digging to understand and explanations and teaching from the people like Mike Brennan and Megan Henderson there in Fort Worth South. We do not want, and Alito's got a little bit of this delineation now. They don't want ghost towns at nighttime along that district. So what mm. they had was a mass exodus to places like Alito at the end of the day. Yeah. So everybody would work there all day, and then there was nothing. It was a ghost town at nighttime. Makes sense. And I st- right. And I started to slowly appreciate the genius of that, and that there doesn't have to be a delineation between where you work and where you live. And that's what I think. There's, there's some of that missing out here. Definitely. Where they want a commercial district that's abandoned at nighttime, and they want a residential district. That's it. Yeah. And I love... Uh, I think there's the template is there for a better product. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we talked a lot about that. I mean, I know when, when all this stuff came with Taco Bell and there was all this uprising, um, it was not a negative about a Taco Bell. It was like, there's something that Alito has done really well with this velocity plan about let's be a somewhere community, not an anywhere community. And it's great. Let's just implement it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what the velocity plan has is is not about, you know, changing Alito. It's just about helping us grow well and helping us become a lot of what you're talking about, um, which is more of a community that is inviting. Well, talk about the velocity plan, because I don't think a lot of people know about it. And you are familiar. You are yeah. very familiar with the velocity plan. 
Yeah, you know, it's really weird when um, when all that stuff came up with Taco Bell and I found out it was coming, I was like, you know, am I the only one that doesn't want a Taco Bell like right when I, walk, right when I drive into Alito? So I sent out this <laughs> survey and it just went all over Alito and I was like, wow, okay, well, I guess I'm not the only one. This velocity plan had been put into place. I started kind of learning more about it. It had been put into place like before that had happened, but we hadn't changed the zoning to match the plan. And so it was this great plan but then we had this disconnect because the zoning wasn't in place to actually match the plan. So the Taco Bell does not go with the plan. Right. Um, but it really kind of got our attention, I think, as a town to say, uh-oh, you know, we better fix some things if we really want to carry out this plan. So, you know, I believe we're on the right path now to get that done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, there's some really neat things that could come from that. And well, you look at places like Roanoke and you see what they were. I mean, I saw what they were. And it wasn't that dissimilar to what Alito is now. And then you go up there now and go, oh, wow, this is an awesome place to go hang out. So we can be that too. Well, to back up a little bit, the city of Alito hired the Velocity Group, right? Right, that's right. And the Velocity Group, I don't know how much we spent as a town on that plan, which was... Probably a lot. Based on what you've said, I haven't read the Velocity plan. Okay, Hmm. based on what I've heard about it and what... What both of you have told me, it was a it was a great plan. Yeah, but it was just never adopted. Was that what happened? Well, it actually was. It was it was adopted, but you have to do more than just adopt the plan. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't adopted. I don't think I could be wrong. Well, on this. city council had kind of voted on it, and said, "Hey, yes, this is a good plan. Let's do this." But it was like I mean that just happened like last fall or maybe right. the fall before. Um, but then it, we weren't following that plan the we weren't we weren't, weren't following that the, plan yes, yeah and was, and they just hadn't f- followed through with the things that need to happen after a strategic plan is put into place like like changing some codes and ordinances and things that then match the plan right and so it's like yeah this is great let's do this oh wait we can't <laughs> because our codes don't match it and mm-hmm. so you know now we've hired Kimley Horn to come in and and do a lot of that. A guy named Brad Lomberger who's just been great. He's fantastic. Yeah, I mean we definitely want to get him on here. Um, but he understands community. He did the work in Roanoke. Um, they've done work in McKinney. I mean these are all really great examples of towns that, um, yeah, they, you know they had some things to work with. You know, um, but I mean Roanoke really didn't. I mean McKinney did. They had a town square, but Roanoke. I mean it's just a street. Well, I think we have what we need, which is a fantastic school system. That's that's all you need. Yeah, and that's you true. You throw a 10-time state championship football team on top of that, which gets everyone excited. No uh, doubt. But, so you talked about Roanoke. I think that was one of the big pushes to do this. So we wanted another voice other than Alito Daily Buzz, which I think is not the best voice for the town. For information, to disseminate information, mm-hmm. it um, you talked about Roanoke, and we all know Alito's going somewhere. Right. Right. And quickly. So it can go Mm -hmm. several different directions. But what I've heard from a lot of people and Josh, you're hitting that right now with some property you're trying to develop. Alito only seems to know what it does not want, which is not a direction to have. That's so true. Yeah. Knowing what you don't like. I know what my kids, I I don't want them to grow up. Well, they're going to grow up and they're going to be something. (laughs) So all I can do is shape that. So Mm -hmm. I would use that as an analogy for this town is going to get bigger. So if it gets bigger and turns into Benbrook, or if it gets bigger and turns into Wilshire along Burleson, or is it going to turn into Roanoke or Magnolia, or what's it going to turn into? Mm-hmm. So, and there's a real fear in my mind that it's going to turn into, if we don't shape it. Yeah, something. there's no plan. It's just going to turn into what all these different people that don't have a vision are going right. to turn it into. Yeah, it's the development's coming, whether or not you want it. So what's it going to look like? No doubt about it. And, um, you know, that's part of why we're doing this. I, I mean, I think... That's I the think, only reason I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> you know, I, what's your why, Troy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's. I mean, let's kind of talk about our why for you know each other and why we have a desire to bring some people in and talk to some folks about what's going on in Alito. I mean, I, I'll just tell you my why. I mean, you know, I've been like I said, I've been here for twenty plus years. You know, Sonny, my wife, she was a teacher here, and she's real connected in the community. Um, I was a commuter. You know, this just wasn't really, this was a place where I slept. And and I really want this to be more of my community as well. And so I just think about, 
what is the identity of this place that we live? I mean, is it just to, I mean, for, forgive my French, but is it just to piss excellence? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but you know, it's gotta be about more. I mean, look, it's awesome that we have this great school district. It's awesome that we are winning state championships. I love that. But it, there's got to be more of an identity than just that. Mm-hmm. Or, or can we take that identity and capitalize on it in a way that is, is better for the entire community? I just want that for my kids, right? And I think there are some great people out here in Alito. I'd like to get to know them, and I'd like for others to get to know them. I've heard some awesome stories in our happy hours up here on Friday talking to people that I don't even know that I haven't known before. And I hear their story and I'm like, that's amazing. Like people need to know that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited about just getting some folks in here in, in building community through this voice. So that's really my why. Ditto your turn, Josh. I would say my why is just having been here for so long now. Just, it just really bothers me when there's like untapped potential. And so when you see the quality of people that are coming out here, because for the right reasons, they want their kids to grow up in an awesome place where there's good community. And then it just was this bedroom community and there's nothing here that keeps people here. And all those same great people are just kind of scattering on weekends and going different directions and they don't know each other as well as they could. And so just keeping those people here and having places for them to be and hang out and get to know each other better, Mm -hmm. like the good that could come from that, like that's what we want to tap into. So I would say, amen. There you go. Yeah. And I haven't ever, I've sat down with you guys a handful of times and every time I do, I learn something new. You tell me about somebody, I meet somebody and it's always this enriching experience. So yeah, getting that out there and it's not out there right now. I'm finding things out from you two that I shouldn't have to find out from you two. There should be another source. So I'm hoping that this is that source. Yeah, that would be great. I, I hope so too. So, well, you know, when you first moved out here, Joe, um, yeah, you moved out here for the schools, but like you, when you started to develop out here, I mean, what was your vision initially when you started doing things out here? I saw a place that I wanted to be. So it was same as it was in Fort Worth. When I was driving through Fort Worth, I would drive through the hospital district and I would see these rundown houses in the hospital district, these old Sears and Roebuck's plan that came in on rail car. You know, you research those and you realize the beauty and the, and the architecture and the story behind it. I was like, this place is awesome. I want to be a part of it. And my dad said, you are insane. Like, hmm. and if you had driven through, everybody's been saying Fairmount is going to be nice in five years for 25 years. Hmm. It's just like, who was right? The person that said it five years ago. So, yep. I knew there was something there. I jumped in and I wanted to see it. I wanted to replicate that. I wanted to contribute to it. So my goal with development's always been, how can I take what's here and make it nicer? How can I contribute? I just wanted to contribute. I didn't want to be in the widget business. Like, I don't know anybody with Horton, so I can say this, but Horton is in the widget business and that widget happens to be homes. I've got no interest in that. So something unique, something that contributes. I sat down with Mayor Kitt. The first thing that we did, mm-hmm. I, I did. I sat down with her and Ken Pfeiffer at the, Pfeiffer. At the time. Yeah, Pfeiffer at the time. Uh, city planner, also part-time. Anyway, <laughs> I'll get into <laughs> that later. So talking to Kit, I said, you know, what is the vision for the city of Alito? Trying to get my mind around that. I did not get a great answer. Uh, yeah. there, was no, there was no real answer to, to that question. So kind of left to my own devices. I saw some lots. And I was like, this is... There's something's going to get put there and I know what I don't want it to be. It's like, this is where my kids Mm -hmm. go to school. I want, and I'm close. Everything, if you have anything you do in town is close to where, if you have kids here, it's close to where they go to school. Right. And I don't want to see it turn into Benbrook. Right. So really it was motivated by a mix of what can I contribute and what do I not want to see this town become? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And so the bistro, Mm -hmm. how, how did that come about? So it was a high profile site. So I don't know if there's some vanity involved in there for me or not, but I liked it. It was a, it was a good site. Yeah, and the prices sure. uh, the prices out here, especially having come at the time three years ago, were a lot different than the prices now. Having come from the hospital district, where mm. when I was leaving, the prices were coming into the forty and forty five dollars square foot mm-hmm. range. Wow. Yeah, now they're north of that. Um, out here, like, well, the prices are right. The rents aren't what they are in Fort Worth, obviously, but 
this is a real opportunity with the money. I always fund my own projects. So with the money mm-hmm. I have, this is an area I can operate. And that's that where the bistro came from. Then we started with the help of 97W trying to come up with a vision for what fits on that site yeah, and what, uh, what would contribute. And it was somewhat of an uphill battle again, trying to capture some of those lessons I learned in the city of Fort Worth, which are, you know, what's nice is when you hide the parking lot in the back, yep. very foreign to yes. the typical mm-hmm. development model when you have a big sidewalk out front and the architecture engages the street. And the reason they used to do that, and it was now we're all used to Home Depot parking lots where yes. you can see the curvature of the earth. You know, along <laughs> the concrete. It's so true. But there's something inherently friendly about like your building. You have a sidewalk right next to your glass and that is engaging. That's friendly. That's a lot of the codes are written that way in the nicer cities. You're you, you, not everybody likes Frisco and Grapevine, but they're doing something right. Yes. When you have those old town corridors. So trying to embrace some of that. It was an opportunity. They have a business district in the city of Alito that allowed for it mm-hmm. and release, you know, relax some of the parking requirements. So it didn't look like that Home Depot or Walmart, which is, I think what we're in for kind of North here of the tracks. Yeah. I think we're, I think there's a real risk that we're mm-hmm. looking at a, um, like a William D. Tate kind of area in Grapevine. Uh, um, okay. I'm, I'm thinking that's the direction that's going. I don't think we're that far away from a big mm. box store personally. Uh, I hope not, man. I hope well, not too. But you know, I hear that Dollar General is coming to town. Yeah, is and that I, true? I think that's yeah. I think that's pretty well fixed. I'm okay. I'm to understand. I saw a website mm. was somebody sent me that they had sent requests for proposals out on one of these mass websites for okay. you know lowest bidder. I don't know if they're going after lowest bidder, but they put it out to the uh, public for bid. Wow! And it's to the right of Mary Hale's property across from the middle school. Okay. So hopefully, there's some architectural controls that'll make it. I don't think there are, but I don't think there are. No, not not right there. Yeah, and I mean, really thinking on the v- velocity plan, I don't even know that that there's anything that that plan addresses as to that corridor down there. Uh, I don't know either, yeah. and I, I I've always been, and since we started here, I thought you knew you and I talked about this, Josh, when I was buying that bistro site. I wish that business district went from McAnally, mm-hmm. you know, all the way over here to the barber shop or further north. Right. I, mean, I don't see any reason why this is our, it's our only corridor. Yes. And we can't, I feel like there's an opportunity to better protect it. Well, I mean, the whole town's only 2.4 square miles. I mean, that's it. The whole town of Alina. Right. So that's not that much. I mean, <laughs> the whole thing could be a district, right? I mean, I, there doesn't even have to be overlays. So I, no, I, <laughs> I, I agree. Um, but, but I mean, there's, there's a lot that needs to be done. Um, I, I am encouraged that the, the, there is some movement in the right direction. I'm just, I just fear that we're going to run out of time and there's going to be too many things that slip in before we get things completed that we need to get completed so that we can control the growth right. in, in a positive way. And I think people here control the growth and I think people here overlays and they see restrictions and property value problems and they see, they see things that aren't reality and it's proven by the templates that are already out there. I mean, when they overlaid uh, Magnolia, so they overlaid a huge section of Magnolia from Rosedale over to, uh, yeah, Magnolia to Rosedale and included mm. Oleander. It was probably about mm. the same size as Alito when you considered all things and the property values soared. And people wanted to be there. So and there are limitations you can put on that just are benefits. Yeah. So were people there when that happened? Were they scared that it was going to negatively impact their property values? They were. Okay. And the ability to resell. And so I remember one of the most vocal was the Paris coffee shop owner. Which oh, yeah. Hmm. You don't really want to make the Paris coffee. I mean, that's a staple location yep. in the city. So you don't really want to. He bothered me more than anybody that he objected. Mm. And his objections... I. I wish I could articulate that what they were, but he didn't want any part of his property being overlaid. Yeah. And I'm not, I can't remember exactly why, but it's the, the established older base, which I think you're seeing some of right now, Josh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when you have an existing neighborhood and the problem we talked about is that we're not voters in the city of right. Alito. Yeah. We're all in Alito ISD, but we don't in Alito proper. We're yeah. in the Valley. We're in, we're the, in valley. the Alito Valley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so there uh yeah there was there was some objection but now it's a well-controlled beautiful corridor everybody talks about how much they love going to magnolia right 
Yeah, and I mean, it, it's actually won awards nationally mm -hmm. for like mm -hmm. uh, street design. And, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's been pretty. It's I mean, it's it's very well thought of. I think a lot of I think, and I, I mean, I get this too. I, man, I don't I don't like government telling me what to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just a lot of what you think about with overlays, with HOAs, with I mean, don't put rules on me. And I get that. I don't like that either. But I think that you know, left to our own devices, um, we're going to end up looking like Houston. <laughs> I mean, you know, right. if you want to know what happens when you don't have overlays and you don't have, you know, uh, zoning, just go to Houston. I mean, it's a sea of metal buildings and strip clubs. So, you know, it just is. And <laughs> so, or if you're, if you're lucky enough to have never been to Houston, just picture 35 uh, headed towards Waco. Now somebody, it looks like someone just sneezed property. Yeah. And... <laughs> Yeah, metal buildings and warehouses and equipment mm -hmm. storage. Yeah. But here, I think a much more realistic version of what we're going to get. And I, I've heard it called snobby that we don't want a Dollar General. Right. I, mm. I don't know what to respond to that. Maybe it is a little snobby. Uh, but I don't, I don't like, I'm, I'm pro-business. I don't like a car wash right there across from the mm -hmm. high school, right, right. right across from the school. I feel like that was a missed opportunity. That was a beautiful piece of land with the right development. Would have had an awesome view and a contributing yeah. structure to the schools. Something complimentary. Yeah. Um, and, and I know the people that own the car wash and they're mm -hmm. great people. Sure. Um, it just wasn't good for that spot. I, I don't fault anybody for taking advantage of what they can take advantage of, but I think it's our job to be a voice no, I agree, for man. not letting that be a possibility. I, t I totally agree. You know, why don't we, uh, why don't we start Joe with interviewing Josh Rogers? What do you think? You want to do that? He's he's the perfect guy. He's the for, perfect guy to interview yeah. right now. Because he's uh, when I first met Josh, I realized like this guy. I knew I wouldn't come if this you told guy. me that before. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this guy's better than me. Yeah, I, that's what I thought when I met Josh. Like he's got a oh more gosh. pure heart. Agreed. He's, uh, he's the kind of guy that if you are ever, uh, I feel like if I was really down about something, Josh would be a genuine ear for me. And by the time I was done talking to him, I would feel better about myself. Yeah, he like offers he would, that to me a lot. Does, <laughs> <laughs> unsolicited. <laughs> like, yeah. Troy, I need to fix you. <laughs> yes. No, no. Actually, I, I just kind of jump in on Josh and like just dump on him and go, thanks. That's kind of how it goes. No, but you're, so you, you have uh, some religious training, do you not? Oh, you I do from, not. You do not. I'm I confusing a, you with Joey Turner. Yes, maybe, because if he's got religious training. That's a, that's a good confusion. That's, yeah. a, that's great to There's get confused a, with Joey Turner. I didn't know you knew, did I know you knew Joey Turner? I built Joey, Joey Turner's Turner? house in Fairmount. That's right. So Joey that. Turner worked for Christ Chapel, and then... There's probably been two dozen people that have said that. You know Joey Turner? You remind me of him. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a compliment. I do know that him. That is now. a compliment. That's a huge so, compliment. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, so no, there is no formal religious training of any kind. I was... Um, I did go to UTA. You got a business <laughs> that degree. That counts. Does that count? He stayed in a Holiday Inn <laughs> Express one time. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Josh looks very much like he doesn't want to be interviewed, but do we're going we're gonna to do it. We're going to interview him right now. Okay. So, so Josh, um, I want to know, you know, you talked about people who want to see this, who think this way. I mean, you're explain what you mean about think this way when you're talking about thinking this way, what does that mean to you? I don't mean just think like me, but <laughs> the things I would say, like, Joe, for instance, like that's what I got excited about when you moved here was you had done some cool stuff and that you cared and that you were like, where's the, you weren't thinking, where's the opportunity I can make the most money. You were truly looking like embracing this community as your own. Um, I think all three of your girls were at Vandegrift at the time mm -hmm. and you're like, I'm kind of new to live here. You know, I'm out here for the schools, but like the way what I do for a living, I want to bring it out here and make this a better place to live and not just draw off of the opportunities that are here to make money, but truly like embrace the community and see it as like, I'm going to make some moves in this community that maybe aren't necessarily going to make me the most money, but they're going to be the most impactful and they're going to be lasting and they're going to be like a true care for what's going on here. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's good. And there are so many of uh, the, the kind of people you thank you, by the way, there are so many people that uh, seem to share our vision for this town. Yeah. From we talked about our banker, so. Dan Herbert. Yes. Yeah. Well, they're all over the place. Yep. And I want to get to know those people. Yes. yes. I mean, I talked about wanting to shape the development, that being my only reason. That's not true. But I want to meet these people 
because in talking with Dan, he is exactly on the same page yep. as we are. The, it seems like all these names, you know, Troy's got a list mm-hmm. of people we can talk to. They all yeah. share the same vision and the same goal. They see what's here and what can be. Well, I think Dan's a prime example. I mean, you go look at first, you go look at first bank and you look at the way that they built first bank. And I mean, I remember when he was going through the designing process and his president, you know, out of Wichita falls was going, you want to do what, you know, (laughs) you're going to build a pavilion and like, and, and, you know, grills out there. And what, what is, this is a bank son, you Mm -hmm. know? And he's like, no, I want the community to come hang out. I want to have a place for them to come gather. And I want them to tailgate before the games. And I mean, what bank does that? And he did it. And, and it he did worked. It. And it's awesome. Yep. And it's not, it was not a, and I, in talking with Dan, I think, I, I think I would have seen that as a uh, corporate ploy. Right. Had I not known Dan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that I know Dan, I'm like, no, this guy really just wants people to get together. Yeah. I yeah. think uh, part of, you know, the cynic, the cynic in me would have been like, oh, he's trying to get me to open a bank account. Yeah. Which I've been given every evidence, you know, reason to think that kind of thing over the course of my life. But sure. Dan is not that way. Dan wants mm-hmm. you to come have a hot dog. Yeah. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, so Josh, get, you're not going to get off this easy. So you thought we were going <laughs> to talk like, about Dan now. <laughs> yeah, you're like, we're going to move on. No, we're not moving on. Um, so talk about your, you know, the, you, you, the Yellow House initially, um, which was the old Young Life House, which is now Serve. Um, talk about what, what went into when you initially bought the Yellow House. I mean, that's a great story. I know the story. People don't know it. I mean, let's kind of walk down that path a little bit. Okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, that is a good just kind of like why I'm intentional about doing what we're doing now and trying to look for more opportunities like that the way it happened. I mean, we we literally, I would say, actually bought a house down the street first. Like our first property in Alito was on the corner, and we used it for our business. And that's that was kind of my mindset then. We wanted to like – find a place right in the middle of town, high visibility. And so we bought a corner. We bought in, another in what business was that? That was, um, a portrait business. What was and it so, called? Uh, milestone portraits. Okay. There you go. It's no longer in business. No one even knows what it is. Anymore. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> Everybody in Alito had their kids, uh, you know, pictures taken, their family pictures at milestone portraits. Yeah. So yeah, when we moved out here in 05 and when we started that business, uh, my wife and I, she was a, portrait photographer and we needed a good place to do that and we bought a house that had potential as being used in an old house and it was it was an old craftsman built in the early 1900s has a stone wall around it right in the middle of town and we just saw a better use for that and so when we learned and just moving our business there was just like that was really fun improving something that is right in the middle of town that now and when people would come by for our business I mean almost all the time we would just spend so much time talking about the charm of that place and how it got restored and had so much history. And so while my wife was, I was helping her really run her business. That was really my main deal was just like restoration of a property and, you know, construction, that kind of stuff. And so, um, going back to your question on the yellow house, Mm -hmm. it was just kind of what we saw as an opportunity to, run that play again. It was just like, dude, that's another house. It's just being a little rent house. It's right next to the post office. We could take that commercial, do something cool with it. But instead of, um, Hey, we're just going to set this up for our business. Like what can we do that would just really benefit the community? And that's why we bought it. And we didn't even really have like a full master plan of, we just kind of like, let's just restore that house. And we've got a, I had some people that, um, we were helping just kind of get their lives back together that were like, you know, it was even giving them work, you know, flip mm-hmm. some houses with them and, um, they helped me work in it and they were going to live there. And then, um, when that ended, we were like, man, we didn't want to sell this place. We bought this to be a blessing to the community. Mm-hmm. Like, so we just kept looking like, what is it that we can do? Um, and we were, it was a very, very discouraging time because what we were kind of thinking we might want to use it for just totally failed, but then we were just still had no idea, but we didn't want to give up. There was no way we could flip out of it anyway. At that point, we had already realized the foundation was yeah, gone. The it, it was, was a, gone. It was there a was, bigger piece of crap than yeah, you ever was thought like, it was. We're going to have to hang on to this. So like, <laughs> I mean, I can't just write a check to go sell this property. You know, I mean, we right. were in it. And so so I think that was even a, a good thing. They just kind of like held our feet to the fire. like, all right, stay in it for the long haul. Let's, it was let's, a very good thing. Yes. And so, I mean, 
a good friend of mine who actually moved his business here from Fort Worth, his wife, she was, um, moved her hair salon out here and she, they're in our same building where our portrait studio was and they moved out here. And so he went in with me and said, I'll get that yellow house with you. And so, um, when we were at that kind of low point of like, all right, we got this thing to be something awesome for the community. We don't know exactly what that looks like, but we still want to stick with that plan. He was right there with me too. Like, all right, let's do this. Yes. I'm still in it with you. So that was, I mean, I'll say that was key. Just having somebody beside me too. That was just like, we talked about that. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> having a partner can be a pain in the butt, but having a partner also is, oh, the, yeah. the peace it can bring to you. Yeah. I'm not in this alone. Yes. If I'd sure. have been there alone, I don't know if I'd have stuck through with it, but it right. was just like, all right, you're doing it. I'm doing it. Let's do this. My wife was in it with me too. And so we committed and said, let's keep this thing and let's, let's just look. And the craziest thing, weird. Um, I never had this happen to me before in my life. Um, this dude drives up at this point, right? We're just kind of like, what do we do with this place? And dude shows up out of nowhere and is like, just pulls up on the property and says, are you the owner of this place? He gets out of his car and I was like, yeah. And I wasn't even there that often. I usually work down the street at my other business. He says, I was over here at Walmart, Hudson Oaks. And I don't even know I'm here, um, but I'm just kind of going through a weird time in my life. My wife just died in the past year, and I've been just spending a lot of time with God. And I'm just kind of in this, this weird place I've never been. And I felt like the Lord told me to come over here and just talk to you. And I didn't even know where, I mean... It wasn't just like random address. It was like, I've driven past this property, you know. I follow the Lord, and I just felt him like, you know, I felt like he's highlighted this property to me before. And so now when I drive past it, I pray for it. And But I don't even know what's going on with it. And then he just impressed that upon me to come over here today and just see what's going on here, and then you're here. And so just kind of tell me about what's going on. And so I just was like, okay, this is really weird. Like, and I, so I told him, I was like, man, we're at a hard time with this. We don't really know exactly what we're going to do, but we did buy it to bless the community. And we've got a big vision for cool things to happen here. And he just started weeping and he was just mm. like, dude, like, this is amazing. Like that you have this and that you're a believer and that you're going to like that. You didn't buy this for, for money, but for just something that could be, you know, cool in the community. And he dude, he just lost it and was just like, this is really cool. And so he was just like, the Lord's going to do something really cool with this property. There's going to be a lot of people coming here. I, I can just see it. Like, that's what I feel like the Lord's saying to me. So I was just kind of like, whoa. Wow. Like, totally like chills. And like, then I was crying with this dude. And then I was just like, became, it was just very, very encouraging. It was just kind of like what we thought we wanted to do with it. But then when things turned bad, we were like, I don't know. And then there comes this dude out of nowhere saying I was sent from the Lord and like, it's going to happen. You know, it just kind of like talk about wind in your sails. I mean, we were just like, all right, you know, like let's, let's get serious about this. Let's do this. Let's get back to the original plan of why we bought this property. And it was like two months later that we found, um, a sign on, um, Sonic. They got their own marquee sign right there on 1187. And my um, partner, that had, his wife was the hair salon owner. He noticed the sign because he actually started following the Lord. He wasn't raised in church, but he started following the Lord because of an organization called Young Life, mm -hmm. which was like not attached to any church. It just like, they just simply, it's a high school ministry and the leaders go in the high school and befriend people that are in high school. So it said Young Life's going to get started in Alita who wants to join us, you know, and it just really caught his eye and he was like, let's go check this out. And so we went and checked it out. And then long story short, ended up turning that into the very next purpose for our house was like, let's, let's continue remodeling this and let's see if like this could be something cool and let's just see if we could launch, you know, this high school ministry right here in town. Talk about a blessing to the community. Everybody's here because they want to, for their kids, let's like, let's start something that's like loving on their kids. And so, um, we launched that back in, um, I mean, there was a whole committee that kind of rallied around us and we launched it back in 2013. Mm -hmm. And that's how it became known as like the young life house. You know, that was kind of yeah. the first thing that was like in the community. Everybody's like, Hey, that's the young life house. That's young life house. And so while it wasn't bought specifically for young life, it was something exactly like that. Mm -hmm. And so that's what was really cool. It was just like, this is, 
Yes, this is the purpose. And so we ran that play for like seven years. That's all we did. And so it just kind of built this foundation of like, this is cool. Everybody knew it just became exactly what like we wanted. It It was a light in the town, you know? I mean, you would see kids that were just like going there that were like, and their parents were just like, where are you going? I'm just going to go to the yellow house or young life house. And it was just kind of like, okay, you're, I'm not worried about you then. That's an incredible um, story. I love that. It also so, makes me feel like a jerk because I'm pretty sure if that guy had walked up to me, I'd be like, "Ah, oh, this guy's crazy," and I would have <laughs> turned him away. That's it's a <laughs> that's a great story. And I maybe would have thought that too if I wouldn't have been at that low point of just kind of like truly needing that kind of encouragement at that time. I was just like, "I don't care if this guy's crazy or not." Like, I believe the Lord sent that dude. <laughs> I mean, it was. I was very discouraged and just like, was this a mistake? With I mean, I started thinking about all the worst, like all the things that mm. this we do, this thing was a money pit, and now we can't get out of it. And, you know, it was just like one thing after another, right? And then it was just like, no, like, you know, move forward. So and then, so it was Young Life for how how many years? Um, we launched Young Life in 2013, mm-hmm. and so in that first semester. Um, and we did it volunteer. So, um, we didn't have like a leader on staff or anything, but by the end of that semester, by summertime, we had like 75 kids coming. And so it just took off and exploded and they love coming to the house. We put a volleyball court, sand volleyball court in the back. And we just made it a really fun place playing ping pong inside. Um, and so we were just like, okay, this is obviously well received and, um, much needed in the community. And so we hired a full-time staff guy, Ryan Aldrich. And he's still with us today. And so um, he's, he's the leader of Young Life. Young Life's grown now. We're now into the junior high. Um, and we're now into special needs ministry. Those mm. are other arms of Young Life that we're now doing that same thing. And now our high schoolers that are coming and call Young Life home, now we've got high school leaders that are helping out. And they're going into the junior high and befriending the junior high. And they're going into special needs ministry um so so the ripple effect is real this is great yes i mean it's just been a true true just blessing it's been something that our whole family has been able to just jump into and um exactly what we needed we wanted to give back to the community and that's how we've done it um my son's still a young life leader today he's Mm -hmm. 21 and he's about to graduate um he's his boys that he takes hunting with them that he does bible studies with are seniors and some of those dudes, you know, probably wouldn't be following the Lord if it wasn't for him. And he was with them since they were freshmen. And, I mean, he just goes and has fun with them. And that's what Young Life does. I mean, they just go to baseball games. They go to where kids are at. And now they're about to graduate. And so that's really cool that 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 even my son jumped in. And he went all the way through high school. He had a Young Life leader that did that with him. So my kids were in junior high when we bought the house and so now they all the way, went all the way through high school and now we've seen and then my daughter's um she just graduated she same thing she went all the way through high school loved you know going to young life but now she's a young life leader at university of arkansas and she's involved with college young life there and she just she did capernaum that's what we call our special needs ministry mm-hmm. here in Alito. And now she's a Capernaum leader in Arkansas, and so she's going into high school and doing that there, and that's what she wants to do with her life. So it's very much impacted. I knew it. I knew you were a super good dude, and it makes me sick. <laughs> well, see, that's dude. why you thought he was had religious studies. Yes, it right? was Young Life. That's what it was. Yeah. It was Young Life. But I didn't grow up doing Young Life. Young Life kind of just... But you do Young me. Life, so... I yes. Mean, so I do now. You, yes, you very get, involved you with get all the credit, in my so, mind, that comes right. with that. That's... Well, well, and so, so how often is it that you have like random people come up and tell you that you're doing something that's from the Lord? <laughs> like, is that a common? No, it's not. It wasn't like something that started. It, it, it hasn't happened since. <laughs> okay. I'm just curious. So everything I mean, else you're doing is wrong. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, because that is, I mean, we ought to expect stuff like that, right? I mean, it would be really cool if I expected supernatural things, but I just don't. Mm-hmm. And... So when you hear stories of supernatural, I mean, you, I like Joe, I'm like, this guy's got to be crazy. Like, but, but that stuff, that stuff's real, man. I mean, that stuff happened that, that changed the trajectory of what you were doing with that house. Like that guy being obedient and doing something that was crazy yeah, changed the trajectory and the ripple effects. Awesome. And so it's really cool to all those special needs kids and all the kids that, like you said, your son's helping. Yeah, that's 
That's huge. All because you listened to that guy. Yeah, hmm. that crazy guy. Who you actually still see, right? Hadn't yeah, he been in there? He now comes into the coffee shop, and he actually met my daughter. She was a barista before she went off to college, mm-hmm. and so he came in and was like, he was just kind of poking his head in. You know, he just still lives in the area and drives by and just checking on things, and he's just like, still some good stuff happening here. So he went into the coffee shop, and my daughter was at the bar that day, and he, he introduced himself, and he found out. And then so she calls me because she knows that story, and she's all excited. She's like, I met that guy. I met that guy. You, you know? need to get him to come so, over to your house that you just bought so, across the street. Right? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I'm just going to wait for the Lord to send him over there and there see if he go. shows up. <laughs> have, you heard from, have you heard from him yet? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'll see him every once in a while. Not very often, though. Um, yeah. So, but, yeah. That's pretty good stuff. And now it's serve coffee. Yeah. And you said... It's definitely, I mean, a lot of people, when we decided to do a coffee shop there, they're like, what's going to happen to Young Life? What's going to happen to Young Life? I was like, nothing. Like, we're still going to do exactly what we've always done here. We're just going to try to, it was just only getting used on like Monday nights. Now we're like, doors are open every day. And so those same kids that come to Young Life now can go there every day and do their homework there. And you see them when you go in there and they're just like enjoying that. And now, you know, even more people, you know, are just, it's just become a true just like life giving thing to the community. People go there, hang out, get good coffee, get good baked goods and just, you know, enjoy company with one another. Yeah. You know, that's, I, I really want to just highlight something with regard to that property and what you guys did. You know, a lot of times we think it's just real estate. It's just dirt. It's just sticks and bricks, but that's just a prime example of how you're able to take real estate and use it for a greater good. I mean, there's a lot of really, I mean, I think about like with near Southside and all the stuff that's been going on down there. I mean, there's it, it, real estate is a place to gather and draw people out and, and, and facilitate community. And I just don't think we think about it that way. It and can be, it can be. Mm-hmm. And that's a prime example. That house is a prime example of, of you using real estate in that way to make the community a better place. And that's the, this right. People that think like this, I mean, I want more people that think like, what can what can real estate be here in mm-hmm. Alito um, that's more than just a way to make a spread, you know, on on my uh, you know on my rent where I'm making some money and and paying down my mortgage and mm-hmm. what precious little we have, right? Yeah, yeah. right. I so. love that. I love that story. And also another thing that irritates me about you <laughs> is <laughs> when I walked into oh served. I I told you, I said, how do you get developments to turn out like you want them? I was so impressed with the decor, with the flow, with the whole... If you've not been to serve, this is not an advertisement. It right. wasn't meant to be. meant to be a compliment, you know, veiled in an insult. <laughs> I have tried. I don't know about you guys, but my, my share of developments, they have never come out exactly like I wanted them, ever. I, I mean, they've, I've liked them, I, but I've never been like, that's what I was thinking. Hmm. When, if I tried to design a coffee shop in my head, that's what it would look like, what you've done. And what would have ended up happening is not that. So I'm really impressed with the attention to detail and everything. The, it is a place, like it is a gathering place. And I hear from more high school, so in the volleyball community, like I hear from the kids that just love going over there and spending time. And I'm sure the atmosphere embraces and endorses mm-hmm. everything you tried to do. So... Well, thank you well for done. that. And I will say thank you for my wife, Kim. She's the visionary and mm-hmm. chief of decorator well, she did in great. charge of all of that and making sure that all those details are perfect. So it's been fun just kind of even getting to execute her plan of design. You know, that's where we work together good is that she's, she's got that gift. So maybe we can interview her on, on There that. you go. <laughs> Kim would love to be interviewed. She's loves, deflecting. I think yeah, we yeah, can yeah. let you off the hot she, seat now. If yeah. We're at about 50 minutes now. So, yeah, that's and great. I got to run over to the city for a 10 o'clock meeting. Oh, exciting. Exciting. I'm going to go meet with the attorney and see if we can't get a sign out front for Cultivate. Yeah. So, so just real quick, you know, we've been open now with Cultivate, um, since June. since June and how long have you been trying to get a sign since before um, that? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just a, one of those battles that All right, we well, pick them. And so today, maybe gonna, today's the day. <laughs> All right, let's pray that today's the day we get a sign that actually <laughs> says that we're open, and then maybe someone will come in. They're That'd okay awesome. with a temporary sign out there on board? No, no, they're not. They they were, and they, but they're like, we got to figure. I think they're kind of like finally like coming to the table because they're like, yeah, we can't leave that temporary sign. And I begged them to let us leave a temporary sign since they didn't give us a solution on the permanent one. Right. So that's kind of 
finally forced this conversation I'm about to go have with them. Is so. the deal, is the pedestal sign, is that the problem or you can't put a sign on the building itself or what's the? Well, it's more the, just this location is just doesn't offer like, it's just, it's it, tight. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't meet code now. Yeah, it doesn't fit. And so there's no discretion that can be used to make yes. you make it work. I mean, basically they're like, well, you can't have a sign anywhere on your property. It's like, that's not really going to work. <laughs> um, well, the code says you can't. Well, okay, you got to work with us here. And so hopefully we can get to some resolution because the way it's written and the way that our building sits, there's nowhere for us to put it. And it's like, so I'm, I'm an attorney, but I don't practice. And, and, but one of the things that I, when I hire an attorney, I want a can do attorney, not a can't do attorney. Mm-hmm. So when I hire an attorney, I want to say, Hey, look, man, here's what I'm trying to accomplish. Look at the law and help me understand how I can accomplish what I'm trying to accomplish. Don't tell me what I can't do. Right. And, and that's really what I would love to see in a city as well. You know, just being able to work with developers and go, okay, we're trying to actually accomplish what's in your strategic plan. Help us figure out how to do that, you know, that's within the code section or, you know, whatever, uh, within the ordinances. Help us figure that out. And, and we, you know, we haven't seen a lot of that. And hopefully that'll be something that, that will come. And I think that there's some, like I said, there's positive things with Kimley Horn getting involved. I, I see some change kind of moving in that direction. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm hopeful. Yeah, this Kimberly Horn, Kimberly Horn guy, he's, I, I really would like to get him on here Yeah, to get his vision. And if he, if people will just listen mm-hmm. to what he's saying, don't just don't make up your mind right away. Listen to him and then say you don't like him Yeah, or listen to him, say you don't like his plan. But yeah. that's a, that's a, a societal problem right now, right? Oh my god! Make gosh. up your mind first and then try to get argued out of it. I'm really excited. Thank you all for sitting down and doing it. Yeah, man. Yeah. It was fun. So uh, thanks for, for tuning in to the Voice of the Valley here in Alito, Texas. <laughs>